morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you cool cats and kittens? Oh, man. I think about her a lot. Did you see that um, her husband was supposedly found? Yeah. Know? Yeah, I did, and he's actually. he's chilling. He's like, peace out. Like, he went so off grid. <laughs> We're off topic already. But so basically, this I'm referring to, like, the Tiger King and, and Carol and how a lot of people thought that she had killed her husband because her husband went missing so many years back. And so basically, there were all, you, all these accusations that she basically fed her husband to some tigers. And it just came out that actually he's alive and well. So... <laughs> If it was me and I saw that show come out and I was talked about so much, I'd be like, I'm here, I'm alive. I would just be like flaunting all my stuff, yeah. right? And I would use the opportunity to like get a bunch of money or something, right? But yeah, I, I respect the uh, the hiding from the world thing. And, 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 and yeah. He just said, you know, I'm just taking a break. Oh, <laughs> We're off topic, which is kind of the thing with this podcast. However, we are here and we're celebrating Black History Month. Uh, this month has been really fun for these episodes. We did the um, the sex and horror episode a couple weeks ago. If you haven't checked it out, that was really fun. That was a different take on like Valentine's Day because we didn't really have a lot of Valentine's Day horror stuff to talk about. And uh, in general, we've been talking about a lot of different black films. I think in horror, there is a term for black horror, which is not what we're talking about today. It's a type of horror. We're talking about black creators in horror. So we're talking about actors and directors and writers within this industry. Um, in this episode, we want to discuss common horror tropes and how history was made in 1968, as well as failures on film creators while also celebrating the strides that are made in horror recently. Because I think it's very well known that history in america is very racist and even with that being said there has been a lot of growth in horror and the way that black people are portrayed in horror um so i thought we could talk a little bit about that i know it's going to be a little bit of a heavy subject i think the beginning of of this podcast might be the heavier part but we're going to be talking about a lot of really wonderful things erica found a fantastic foundation that we'll talk about at the end as well as you know our favorite movies and uh of course we talk about jordan peele a lot so you'll hear about jordan peele and it's going to be a really fun episode but there are some things that are deep rooted in racism with horror so i figured we should talk a little bit about those horror tropes which are very common um so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lead just as a, a TLDR. I am a black person, and so uh, this episode means a lot to me, and I'm really excited to be doing this today. Uh, as far as black horror tropes go, one of the more common things you'll see is the tokenism in horror. Uh, very often, you'll see what's called a token character, which is like the one black person in the film, where while the rest of the cast is white presenting. Uh, and there's actually a term that's not my favorite that is called the magical Negro, which is essentially a black supporting character who sacrifices themselves to save the white protagonist. Um, and even know this is what it was called. I was watching a documentary as well as like a few different YouTube videos and I looked it up. It's got its own like Wikipedia page. Like it's a real term people would use. Um, and this is often a character who either has like special insights or mystical powers Um or simply they're there to be the best friend to support the white character themselves and like be the shield and and die <laughs> essentially um which is a little bit of an odd one right um as a person that's got like friends and i i, I know you relate to this in, in every walk of life i don't think any of us would be like this type of person so it's very odd to me that it's portrayed that way and that it's written that way 
Uh, in addition to that, you see a lot of voodoo. <laughs> we see voodoo represented a lot. Even like we went to the voodoo museum um, over in New Orleans when we were there, right? And uh, voodoo does have this, it's kind of in the same realm of hexes where it's always portrayed to be extremely negative, And sometimes it is, right? Um, but it's always portrayed as a woman who is like spooky and using it for evil. And a lot of the times um, black women in horror are portrayed as like, very very sexual or very very um in that realm of like out of the box spooky witchy characters so you'll see that a lot i think the biggest horror trope though and the last one we're going to talk about is that black folks die first in horror films um this is a really hard trope to originate where it came from but it is important to note that it's referenced in scream 2 which is of course like a constant with this series, they were constantly showing horror tropes. We talked about it last week where they talk about not having sex in horror films. We talked about it in um, the same aspect of like just knowing the rules of horror. And this tends to be one. Um, in Scream 2, there's a camera operator, a black camera operator that says, you know, brothers don't last long in situations like this where, you know, he knows not to go in that space um, because it's made that. And it's also important to note, too, that Scream 2 literally starts with a black couple being murdered in a movie theater, right? Which is literally just setting up that horror trope. And while I like when they they talk about things like this I don't know if that really helps stop those tropes from happening because you're literally doing it in the first few minutes of a movie right um but with that uh it's hard to ignore that yes there is a collection of films that do this um we could use alien for example where there is a black lead character and obviously all the characters in that film just kind of exist to like die and not really have a story except for Zagorny Weaver right like you know from the title that's that's her she's the bad bitch but like even the black character in that film didn't die until towards the end of the movie right so he wasn't like the first black character to die and I think that it is a lot of um Again, I, I, it's really hard to figure out where this originated from, but it's not entirely true. I found an article that I think is really useful. I'll post it on Reddit where they compared like 50 horror films that had black um, stars in it and they compared to when they died. And, and the ratio is very, very small in comparison. So I find it interesting that it is constantly said that they do die first, but that's not always the case. Sometimes they're third, sometimes they're last. And even so, um, I really think it comes closer to the token tokenism of horror that I mentioned earlier where it comes to being more of like the person who saves himself for the lead or does something like that rather than just being the black character that dies first um but I've, I like you've definitely heard that right that black people die first in horror right but it's interesting to me how that's been so spread and there's not as many things for that do I think there's some weird instances like you could talk about uh in The Shining for example how like the only character that technically gets murdered is a black character correct like things like that that are rewritten it's a little weird but it's not inherently racist like it's a very weird border to cross um yeah with that being said Something I really enjoyed, which um, I'm sure you've seen Night of the Living Dead, right? Yes. Okay. So, in <laughs> yeah. 1968, uh, history was made when we were giving Night of the Living Dead. This film within itself is iconic. Everybody knows it. Uh, it stars a black lead, Dwayne Jones. And I remember watching this movie and just feeling that it was super eerie, not only because it's black and white, but because it's also like these weird, creepy little zombies and they're slow-mo. And it's just, it's it's a lot, right? Um, but it's fantastic. And it's one that sticks with you forever. Um, 
now knowing that often black people not in horror films but in films as well are portrayed with racial profiling uh, as the thief the joke the butt of the story and everything we talked about earlier he was the hero and that's not something that was really done in films in that time let alone in horror of course Um, the ending of the movie will always (laughs) upset me Uh, it doesn't really pay out in his favor right but uh, I was doing some research on this because I was wondering if it was a movie that was intended to do this. So for context, if you haven't seen the film, spoiler alert, um, essentially uh, Dwayne's character, I believe his name is Ben or Brad. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but something like that. Um, He gets stuck in a house with a group of people and he's the last person to survive in the movie. You think he's going to make it out and he gets shot in the head by a couple cops, which either could be presumably because they thought he was a zombie, which is what it seems to me. But there is a lot of articles and theories on it as it's a um, reaction to like America at that time. Um, And so I do think that makes sense. However, I was reading some stuff from George R. R. Romero and he was just like, I hired Dwayne because I just thought he was the best actor for the job and he did the best job. Um, However, he didn't realize what a statement, I guess, the film made by doing that. And, you know, uh, it does symbolize to people. It feels like it symbolizes the racial hierarchy and oppression of African-Americans during that time. Um, It teaches us that monsters are terrible, but, you know, humans are inherently worse. Right. But. I don't even know if he intended to do that with him. Like, I think that just is something that... An iconic moment unplanned, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, granted, George R. Romero, fantastic, like, his, is one of the best, I think, of our time, right? He, he's done so much stuff. Um, but it brings up Jordan Peele, who we talk about often. Uh, Jordan Peele said Night of the Living Dead is uh, a, a film that had a lot of effect on what he was making with Get Out, right? And uh, because it did have its own black protagonist. I think more and more we are seeing black protagonists as well as just people of color in general in these spaces. Um, but it's taken a while for it to be Yeah, as I mean, well, I mean, even going back seen. to the 1968 um You know, I think the fact Mm -hmm. that that's such an iconic film that had, you know, Dwayne Jones in it, but like that it took something, you know, like it took that long to have leads, you know, and I think things like that matter, you know, and I think that that's why, you know, we all know someone who was alive in the 60s. You know what I mean? My mom was born in the 60s. So like these things are very, very real still. And like. Yeah, it's like, and so when too. you put it in that, you know, you say, okay, this is the 60s. Like, I know people alive, and there were still, like, people, like, fighting for roles and representation. And I think that's, like, I think that's what's so great about Jordan Peele because he has just opened this up. And, like, I think that luckily it's in today's day and age where there's so many of us that want to see that, you know what I mean? And we're so ready for representation because that stuff matters to people, you know? Um, so... Mm-hmm. In every aspect, too. I think it's a lot to do with, um, I know this is a little off topic, but constantly like LGBT yeah. issues that people are like, this was never on my life or my TV. I'm like, if you look at literally everything, you see trans people from decades and decades ago, as well as just gay people, like things that people act like didn't exist and the way that they were awful and brutal to people of color, especially yes. black people. It blows my mind that people just pretend to yeah, like sweep like, it under the these rug. These things, like, it like this thing. isn't that long ago, you know? So we've got, we've got a ways... Yeah to go you know we I think that's why it's like people like Jordan Peele are very very important because he will inspire Mm -hmm. you know future kids you know and Mm -hmm. that's I don't know I think that's a beautiful thing 
well he himself yeah. is a black man writing movies with yeah. black leads making very impactful films on top of it and i just really love what he's doing with the space before we get into, <laughs> films, so yeah. bring it into that uh he was quoted which is something i really liked and he said theoretically the racial perspectives is a very i'm sorry so this is in relation to the fact that all the people in the house are white and um, Dwayne's character is black. So, and in Night of the Living Dead, he says, theoretically, their racial perspective is the very skill that helps them. You can write an interesting essay about how it, the lead in Night of the Living Dead is a man living in fear every day. And so this is a challenge that he's more equipped to take on than the white woman living in the house. Uh, Chris and his racial paranoia is onto something that he wouldn't be if he was a white guy and there's a similar thing going on. So that's kind of like similar to like why Get Out is the way it is and why, you know, if you look at Get Out, for example, um, he's more on edge about stuff than yeah. other people are. And it's it's kind of like this sad reality that that is deal what with. people have to people of color do have to deal with um even as a woman like to just throw it in here for people who are listening and and, and to relate to this like even as a woman like there are things that people who are not the same as you deal with and you will never understand that right but at the same time you could be empathetic to it and uh, i think it's something that people should be aware of right and so i think his films do a very great job with that uh again i know these were heavy topics but i think it's stuff that is important to talk about especially because the horror tropes are the things we hear about the most but i one of the things i found the most interesting was how often it wasn't the black character that died first um and again i will share those articles because i think those are fun and while we are talking about uh jordan peele let's just talk a little bit more about him as we go into our favorite directors and writers and films i would say jordan peele is a modern master of horror uh we've talked about him a lot on here we of course love get out us nope um he was also doing oh gosh was it twilight zone is that what it was for a bit yeah yeah so he's he's doing a lot and he comes from like such a comedy space with keen peel originally and i really love what he's been doing in horror no jordan pill is great honestly like i told you it took me a second to watch um nope and then i fell in love with it like just everything about it and then the house scene i just it's iconic it's just like, it's just, just smart <sighs> horror right like for example i will always tell yes. the story of how i watched get out on the plane was shook took my headphones off and this like little white man next to me was just like white people are crazy right and i was like yeah man you know you just watched the movie too you get it but <laughs> yeah. that movie was yeah. like something that felt interesting to me because the whole plot of it is being uh it's it's racist and it's weird right but the whole plot is that they think black people are so intelligent and so superior that they want their bodies right and they want their and yeah yeah literally kill them yeah it's (laughs) awful awful. but it's super interesting it's so different than just the stereotypical story we're used to um same with uh nope for example the whole plot with the yeah. jockey I thought was fantastic. I really liked it. I like the callback to it at the end of the movie yeah. with capturing the picture and why it was so important to them. And I just, um, yeah. I know he picks from a lot of common horror things he's seen and is inspired by it or sees things in real life. And I think he is really fantastic. But of course, he's not the only director we're going to mention today. Uh, so um, there's a couple other directors that have uh, worked on The Twilight Zone. And so Gerard McMurray. Uh, and J.D. Dillard are two that also um, directed episodes of the new Twilight Zone. So I thought that was really cool that, you know, we have all these cool storytellers, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I love that. So mm-hmm. you and also have, uh, so like I said, Gerard spirit, McMurray uh, did, he also did the first Purge uh, movie. He directed that, The Twilight Zone. Um, and then he did like a, mm-hmm. a Netflix movie called Burning Sands. That's kind of more of like a, a true crime, like um, a thing about like a fraternity hazing um, where I think someone mm-hmm. gets killed. So I thought that was really cool that it's within that mm-hmm. like mystery, true crime horror genre, which is really, really cool. Um and then J.D. Dillard did the Sweetheart movie, yeah. um, Two Sentence Horror Stories, which is really cool. And I know that uh, he also worked on the Outsider TV series, which, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is it's just like, oh, I think it's that. too, like, getting the names and just yeah, being yeah. like, oh, my gosh, they do so, you know, they've done so many things within horror. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to just see them continue to grow from here and, and make more spaces for themselves i think it's really wonderful i know you and i were talking about megan too yeah. um, and how yeah yeah megan we could talk about megan all day uh akila cooper is somebody who you may or may not know they worked on malignant which that film could speak for itself but uh they also put out megan and megan 2.0 is coming as well yeah. uh and they're <laughs> also working on the nun 2 which actually looks really good and i'm excited for that one uh she's also worked on horror like american horror story but did luke cage which is of course fantastic and yeah i think it's important to take notice of her place in horror and i'm excited to see what she does next yeah i love that i love that um, we also um one of i guess one of the newer directors that i uh, is gabe braxton I yeah, so I'm really excited. Gabe Braxton is a, a horror director, and he's working on a couple projects right now. I know he's working on a a film called uh, Gettysburg Haunting. So I think that mm. that may be you know right in line with basically today's episode too. So I think that's really cool too. I'm very into that. <laughs> yeah, we're like yes, give us more horror, and we need these stories. Um, I guess one of my favorite things too is like uh like the unsung heroes. I guess of horror. And I think one of my favorites that I feel like a lot of people don't realize is Kevin Peter Hall. Um, I was so happy when I saw you put this on here. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah a yeah. lot of people don't know, but this man is iconic. He brought us amazing roles, like the role of the predator. That was him in the suit. Um, all amazing 6'8", or I think he's like 6'8", or 6'6". Six, six. He's tall, though. <laughs> But uh, Kevin Peter Hall has done some amazing monsters, including um, The Predator, and he was also Harry in Harry and the Hendersons, my, the first Bigfoot movie I ever watched as a child. So um, he also had roles in Star Trek, too. So, I mean, this this man has just been all over. So bless his heart. Mm. That made me so happy. I love that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got to talk about him. because. <laughs> um, I'm, like, a big fan of classic Tony Todd, right? Oh, Nobody's gosh. cooler. Nobody's I mean, cooler. we want to talk about the, like, the modern, like, father of horror. I mean, this mm-hmm. man has been all over with Final Destination. Obviously, Candyman, who, iconic. Like, yep. wow. Yep. Um, he just has a, a good voice, and I like him. I saw him uh, in person at an event I was working at, and he's just, like, so tall and so sweet. He's so suave, too. Yeah. I I got yeah. a picture with him, and I felt so bad, but I was, like, I, I got so nervous. I was, like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Todd, but can I get a picture with you? It was, like, the first Comic-Con ever I went to, and he was oh so God, nice. Stop. So bless him forever for being so kind because I was just, like, oh, my God, this is, like, fucking That's, icon right here in front of me. Like <laughs> That is so cute. I love that so much. Um, I'm a big fan of Miss Rachel True from The Craft. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I think there's quite a few stories on her experience and, and what she has dealt with as a black woman who uh, did that movie and, and that experience, right? So you could absolutely oh. look it up. We could share it. But yeah. I have uh, – our friend Bobby gave us a – gave me a tarot card 
deck that she made. So she's like super still into like Wicca. And I stuff love like that. that. Okay, first off, we'll post that in our Reddit for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love her. So I'm a big fan of Rachel True. Um, I fucking like we've been talking about Jordan Peele the whole time. We have to talk about Daniel Kaluuya. Like, yes, absolutely. I love Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, I will do yes. anything for that man. Yes. I think he is a fantastic actor. The emotions are so good. I Absolutely. love everything he's in. I want to see him in more stuff. Absolutely. Um, I'm a big stan of Daniel yes. Lua. Yeah. Um, as well, Lupita in Us. I literally, fucking... that is so funny. I was literally just about to say that because I was thinking about yeah. her zombie film. That's the one oh. where she's like the school the, teacher. Like, the cute one. I love that it's movie. So good. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. It reminds it's a, me of like cooties, kind yes. of. Like, it's like a cheeky yeah. little one. Yeah. Oh, God. What was it called? I'm gonna look it up but it's a good one we should definitely you should definitely watch it if you that haven't i think it's on hulu still yeah because i think um, that's where i originally watched it little monsters it was little called monsters that yeah was a definitely watch that one that was a good one yeah i mean she's just fucking fantastic too because she did that and she did us too didn't she and she's mm-hmm. just she did us she's great in god. us oh my gosh and she's just like so flawless yeah I um, also I gotta say Samuel L. Jackson, who has literally been horror, and I I mean this man has been all over, and I just want to say my shout out for him because he between Deep Blue Sea and like oh, literally this man everything. I watched uh, the movie with uh, John Cusack and him called Cell, and I was like, dude, he has been in so many horror movies, and that man is, I love him, I love him. Well, now we're getting into films a little bit, and some sorry, get so no, it's good because I, I had something I wanted to say. Yeah, um, so we know John Boyega, Star Wars yes. legendary. Yes. Him. Have you ever seen Attack the Block? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that was yeah, one yeah, yeah. where I was like, it's not entirely aliens. horror, but it fits in the realm. It's Hell aliens. Yeah. It's a it's a good story. Um, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched it, please do. It is a really fun take on like an alien invasion movie and yeah. John Boyega is fantastic and I think For they're sure. making a second one as well I feel like I heard something like that as well so definitely check that out if you get a chance um Dude, I love that I saw you write bones on here with Snoop yeah, that's Dogg, what right? Snoop Dogg yes yes yeah yes. this movie is like one of two this and Ghost Ship have made me petrified of maggots to the point where if I see one like I throw up or pass out <laughs> right like it's bad um <laughs> But every time I, I see that movie come up, that's all I can think of. All I can think of is literally that, is so funny. that scene. But that was a great one. So I I, I love that. that. Yeah. I um One of my favorites, I would say, is A Vampire in Brooklyn. And that one had Angela Bassett and Eddie Murphy in it. And... How did we not talk about Angela Bassett? Hold on. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because the on. rest of this is dedicated to her. <laughs> Our American Angela Horror Bassett. Story queen, like <laughs> American Horror Story queen, so fine. Oh Beautiful, God, like, yes. Aging beautifully, love her. Will always be a queen. I will so always. So good in every bow. role that she does, and so intelligent, and so like, for me, like I would freaking see her on the street. I would bow down. Like I would be on the uh, same. floor. I'd be like, we're not. Yeah, like she's somebody to me. Where I'm like, <laughs> we're not worthy. <laughs> literally wayne's world on the ground yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I love that you said that. I, I don't think i've ever watched a vampire in brooklyn but now i want to because oh I, dude it's great her. it's great it's basically like um you know a, a cool fucking dracula movie and it's sick and it's got some comedic relief because it's got fucking eddie murphy in it of course and he's suave as fuck um and then you know angela bassett is just being angela bassett so it's like what's there not to like her yeah it's it's a real fun i think it was from like the 90s but dude i've seen that movie so many times i always love that movie um no i love that yeah um and then eve's bayou oh which one i said blade but you go first oh god 
Do not get me started on Blade because you know I will literally. <laughs> so if I ever met Wesley Snipes, y'all, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you right now, I don't know if I would be able to speak. I would be yeah. so, I would be like, sir, you do you not understand that you are like literally like my Jesus? Like you're literally him. like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, uh, but back to Eve's by you. Sorry, not to, we said something at the same time and I got excited. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> Um, Eve's Bayou is great too I haven't seen that movie in forever but I remember that was kind of like a murder mystery I want to say um, mm. but I think that also has Samuel L. Jackson in it so probably yeah, yeah. did you watch um, Lovecraft Country at all no wasn't that on HBO I think so I think it was HBO yeah. it was pretty good I didn't get through all of it just because I have ADHD but I watched like yeah. three or four episodes and I actually really liked it um, that's something I'd like to go back to for sure um, I'm a big fan of Spiral I think it was on Shudder did you watch yeah. that one yeah. yeah, that was a, a black gay lead, and uh, yeah. it was a very similar, like, not similar story to get up, but it was, like, that eerie feeling of, like, I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it. I think you should just watch it uh, yeah. if you're listening to this episode. That was a great one as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you also had um, I Am Legend on here. Classic. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, like, a... I forever will remember that they did an alternate ending to it. And so I watch that version all the time because I'm like, I like this one better. Um, Do they have one where the dog doesn't die? (laughs) I I would like that a lot better, but that's not the case for us today. Uh, That one is a great story. I think it's a great, like, zombie-esque story. I guess you would consider them zombies. Very cool. Um, Yeah. I thought that was really great, and I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I guess if we're talking about films we have to mention Candyman and how iconic that was it's, because it touches on every topic you know what I mean that we've didn't discussed. they remake it yeah they did Personally. and it was actually really good too yeah I didn't see it maybe I should yeah. watch that I think that's what I'm gonna watch tonight I'm very into that yeah the first yeah. one still like sticks with me um yeah. can we I don't know if this I guess this counts because it's got a black lead uh Queen of the Damned Oh, right? Aaliyah. Oh, Aaliyah. Just, forever. Yeah, may she rest mm-hmm. in peace. The most gore. Like, say what you want about this movie. She looks so good oh, in this movie. It, yeah. It's it's flawless. It's, it's in- beautiful. Oh, God. And then the soundtrack to that is 10 out of 10. 10 out The soundtrack is so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. So good. I really, really enjoyed um, it. I think that's one that's great. You know, another great lead would be Sanal Lathan in, I guess, if AVP counts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. I would say it. Yeah, I'll put that shit in all day. Very yeah. good. Yeah, um, I didn't see Ma, but I know a lot of people did, and I wanted to throw that on there as well because I know that's a, a story yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I think, and also too, one thing I would highly recommend if you're listening to this and you have Shatter, uh, the horror noir documentary, yeah. is. Something I think is really good. It touched a lot on the subjects that we talked on today. I love the docs on Shudder. Shudder tends to get a lot of really fun documentaries, and I've really enjoyed that one. I like the one they did on um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, yes. Enjoyed. Oh, yeah. But the horror noir one is great. You get yes. so many different um, black directors, actors, writers, and people on there, and it's a really great um, view of everything. So I highly suggest that if you haven't checked it out already. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it gives you more more films to watch, too. So who doesn't love yeah. more, like, horror films, you know? Like, sign me up. <laughs> oh, man, there's so many. There I'm are. Gonna... And it's nice, to, it's nice to go through the list and be like, wow, you know, I'm so happy that, like, there's more. You know what I mean? I'm so happy that there, you know, are more people inspired by these stories and by these people that are, you know, out there creating, so. It's constantly growing, which is something yeah. that, like, 
you know, I, I'm happy with. There's, of course, like, Blackula, right? Which is... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, a whole decade in the 70s where it's a lot of, like, 70s-style horror films and, yeah. like, of course, like, action films and things like that. Yeah. Right? Um, and so there's campiness to it, of course, but you, you definitely get a lot of that in that time. But the cool thing about that is they were able to cast people that they, you know what I mean? So it was like they had more representation, which is something that, like, up until, like, the, you know, 60s really didn't exist. So I think it's really, you I know... Mean, yeah, you think about how many films have blackface in them. Exactly. They would rather pay a white man and, like, just do horrific, like, blackface and be like, this is okay, right? I mean, and that's the thing. Some, yeah, it's sad. I mean, it is sad because it's like, like I said, it's just like, it's so, it's not really that long ago. You know what I mean? This isn't like, this is like ancient Rome. These are things that have happened within the past, like, 50, 60, you know, years, like, so I think that we we do have a, a ways to go, but you know I'm so happy that people are paving the way. You know, yeah. I think my problem with some horror too is um, there's a lot of stuff where I feel like it's still you can you can talk about the racism that we face, right? But you can't do it in a way that is very like slaves i don't want to see another horror movie that's like about slavery i don't want to see another horror movie that puts these into like historical things i would rather watch something like get out that is like a different perspective of it and yes it deals with racism for sure but it's very different than being like force-fed history that like is exhausting like that i that we're reminded of all the time right and sometimes i do think that like that could be valuable and like in the sense of understanding, like it's like watching Schindler's List, right? You watch it, you understand the history, you get it. But I don't need every black-led horror thing to be focused on something like that. I need the fresh takes. I need the perspectives that we are getting now that I think is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is definitely a lot of like microaggressions and like weird things that happen in horror sometimes where I'm like, we don't need this. Like, yeah. You call me, you call a character the hard ER, like, you deserve to get fucking laid out. Like, it's just, like, uh, it's it's too late into the future for that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Instantly on my kill list. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're done in the movie. Instantly Bye. you're done. <laughs> yeah, Rules of horror. Sorry. I feel like that should be a rule of horror. Like, mm-hmm. you say some yeah. dumb shit, you're going to get hacked to pieces. <laughs> Jason's ready to go. He's like, yeah. you said something racist. Like He's that's- like, I, uh-uh. I might be from the, the, the pond over there, and I may look like a mutant, but, I, you know, I'm going to kill you. If I'm not racist. racist. Yeah, yeah, so I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we love that. But, yeah. And if you haven't watched anything on the list that we mentioned, too, there like, a lot of these, besides, again, we talk about Jordan Peele all the time. We love him. Fantastic. We love what he's doing. But, obviously, he's not the only person doing this. And I think it's so important to showcase those people because it's still, when we're only talking about Jordan Peele, it's still giving a single black perspective as if there isn't all these people putting in work um so if you have somebody that we missed or you think we should check out please let us know we have a twitter we got a reddit you can post on there we'll be posting on there as well and uh yeah definitely check out the stuff that we mentioned today let us know your thoughts so uh while we were doing our research we did come across a really cool foundation called the black house foundation and basically what they do is they um basically uh help out um 
black creatives, whether it be um, artists, musicians, directors, writers, um, they're just there to uplift and, um, you know, help those um, voices uh, get heard. So I think if you are, you know, interested, go check it out. Uh, I think it's a really great foundation that's doing some great work because obviously, like we said, we have a ways to go. Like we want to make sure that everybody's, you know, like got their voices heard and that this is a good earth for everyone, you know? <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like they have a lot of focus on um, creation of independent films and, and creating those spaces as well. And I think it's really cool. And I was really stoked when you when you shared that on here. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially because we like we want to give us more black horror directors and, you know, like we want to hear your stories and see your movies. And hell yeah, like very we're here that. for it. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely check them out. We'll post those also as well when this episode comes out. And yeah. And then don't forget too, if you're listening on, I think, Spotify and Apple, you can always leave us a review. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can be like, oh yeah, we love them baddies. Um, just go give us a review on those and that will uh, make our day. <laughs> If you'd like to find all the ways to listen to Camp Cryptid, you go to campcryptidpodcast.com. Erica mentioned Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but we're also on YouTube as well. Uh, we're on the Google Play Store as well as directly through our website. There's tons of ways to listen, so make sure you go check that out. You can also find the ways to support us on social media. We're over on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a TikTok that we're trying to do stuff on too, so make sure you find us there. And to keep up with us and all of our news, uh, or even submit a story of your own if you have things you want to share, whether that is in relation to today today's episode maybe you have an experience you'd like to share with us you can go to the contact section on our website and we'll take it from there and maybe feature it in an upcoming episode until next time we're camp counselors signing off